Hello and welcome back to Nobody's Perfect. I'm your host, Tim Muma. This is part two of our discussion surrounding managing and responding to poor performance. Our expert guest is Steve Kessel, a training specialist for MRA and an individual well-versed in this area. We're now going to pick up our discussion examining when those talks about performance truly get serious and, of course, how managers can help keep employees on track. You know, when people are hearing this and you, you mentioned the idea of sort of, you know, letting people know, hey, this is serious. We, we you know, we want you to know that if this doesn't improve, it, it could get to that point of, of termination. I guess at what point does that happen or, or when does that discussion get, I mean, really serious? And then there might be something that is is just a major violation that, oh, yeah. you know, then boom, gone and it's completely understandable. Mm-hmm. But I guess people wonder how many chances do I get? How long does this process take? And I know it's it's individualized. I know we have to speak in generalities, but do you have any sort of guideline to offer up there? I wish I did, except for I would offer this. This is Steve's opinion again. I think that we tend to give that almost too much time sometimes. Okay. This is just my opinion. Sure. I think that what we say is we're going to work with you and work with you and give you another chance and talk and coach because we want to do that because most of us are good people. We're decent people. We don't want to throw somebody out on the street, in this, you know, especially these days. We're nice folks, by the way. We also are the ones maybe who hired the person. <laughs> I don't want to admit I made a mistake. Sure. I just happen to believe that sometimes we don't do it soon enough. If we're realizing this is not going to work, it's better for us. It's certainly better for the employee to cut that connection just a little bit early. If you want time frames, the one that comes up is the first instance of you having a performance issue. I would still be saying, and I'm pulling this out of the air, if we're having this discussion six months from now, I think we started to stretch it a little bit. Sure. To your point, the severity of it, no. You could have done one thing that we're going to say, Tim, this happens ever again. <laughs> you will be out of here. But in most cases, it's just performance issues. you got to get better six months. Sure. Now, if we swing it back, and we did talk a little bit about the behavioral side of things, and um, you know, you hear about a lot about that now in the hiring process of a fit in culture, personality, and, oh, yeah. and you, know, you know, things that might be maybe hard to gauge because people can sort of you know, fake those things, so to speak. But I guess how is this, is it handled any differently than when you're talking about not reaching those tasks or, you know? Are you talking about in the interview process now? Where, where no, I'm saying with performance-wise. I mean, you know, you have you know, the idea of tasks and you're not you know, meeting those expectations. You. But now if we look at the behavioral side, sure. is that handled differently? Is it swifter? I mean, how does that work? No, same. Remember the example I used earlier about the person who sells great, but sure. nobody trusts them? Those are both performance issues. Okay. And, that, that, and that's why I'll sometimes talk to a leader who'll say, well, it's not his performance. <laughs> it's the fact that nobody likes to be with him, let's just say. Well, that's, that's performance also. Right, and I think a lot of people do separate those. Right, that's and I don't of... think they should be separated. Okay. I think this is just as much performance. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, you need to uh, sell X amount a week. That's performance. Here's your other expectation. You need to come to team meetings. You need to pay attention. You need to be not working on your uh, on your on your pad. You need to be doing something. You need to be engaged. You need to be connecting with us. You need to be talking. What I've just given you is I've given you behavior, and these are just as much expectations of performance as you're expected to sell 20, 20 units in a week. Sure. I don't I don't separate them. Oh, and I think that is a big thing that people I, yeah. should take away from it. Think, that yeah. it, it. It's all intertwined. It's all part of the package. Now, are there ways, you know, you mentioned a little bit, obviously, the idea of expectations is huge and feedback. Are there any other, like, little things or little tips you would give to, you know, a a leader, you know, the leader of a team or the management personnel in terms of 
steering clear of those things, making sure those things don't happen? I mean, are there little day-to-day things that maybe help in some sort yeah. of way? The one that comes to mind is, I wish I could say, I, this is my idea, I actually um, borrowed this from a, from a book that, by the way, if I can plug it, is a, there's a great book called Love Them or Lose Them, and okay. the authors are Kay and Jordan. And uh, what they talk about in that book, which I like, is at some point when somebody leaves an organization, let's say they leave on their own, mm-hmm. we usually ask them, why did you leave? It's like an exit interview. Well, at that point, it's too late. (laughs) They talk about the concept of during the course of the year or whatever you want to talk about, why aren't we interviewing our employees, asking them, why are you staying? What's keeping you here? Hmm. Why are you enjoying it? What would cause you to leave? And I think that's a good question, too. And I would ask that, by the way, of my happy, engaged employees, because I want to say, whatever it is that's keeping you here and is keeping you motivated, we want to make sure we're continuing to do it. So in answer to your question, I think it's that constant day-to-day staying connected with employees in almost a sense asking, how are things going? I'm also a believer, by the way, in gathering feedback on an individual person from other people around them, right. talking to other managers and supervisors, because those are the folks who work with, talking to their customers, talking to their peers, if they themselves are a manager, talking to their direct reports. I think managers and leaders need to be out there looking and uh, being visible. Right. Nothing no, terribly original about that. But. No, but I mean, but the the mention of sort of asking those questions of why are you still here? What I mean, I don't think people do really ever do that. And I haven't really heard that as a suggestion, so I definitely appreciate I thought it was great. I wish I could yeah. say it was my idea, but it's not. <laughs> great book, by the way. And she actually calls those uh, Kay and Jordan, it's, it's two women uh, who wrote the book, rather they call, the, they call them stay interviews. Okay. Not so much exit interviews, right. what's causing you to stay. And I, I like the concept. I'm giving them credit for a great idea. <laughs> Now, one part you have to sort of touch on is this idea, you know, of legally when an employer, you know, protecting yourself versus some sort of claim or lawsuit. I guess what are some of those steps when you're getting to that point, especially of actual like punishment or or termination? I have to tell you, Tim, I hear so much of the time about, oh, it's just so hard to let people go or to discipline them or make it serious because, you know, you're worried about lawsuits and all that stuff. And the whole concept comes or the whole idea comes down to, do you have all your ducks in a row? Do you have documentation? Mm. If you have the documentation, it's going to make it a whole lot easier. And by the way, the documentation should have been documentation that this employee has seen throughout the year. Tim, here's and here, here's a summary of kind of where I've seen us right. over the last month. This is the performance that needs to improve. This is what's working and not working. I think having the documentation, having the documentation of the coaching and counseling sessions we've done, this has made it easy. This is not an easy thing, but it makes it better legally when if, if something's ever challenged, for right. example. And it seems like common sense, but I think people need to hear that, that mm-hmm. it has to be you know followed that way. Now, you know, a lot of people wonder about employees being treated the same or yeah. differently and, um, you know, whether it be a personality-wise or a certain position or tenure, that sort of thing. I guess what, what would – what's your take on giving one employee maybe a little more rope or, or being quicker with that one? I mean, I guess oh, your overall opinion, but also – do you express that, that, hey, things can be different for everyone else? I mean, what's your take? That is a great question, and it's one of my, uh, one of my uh, favorite things to, to address. I, I sometimes ask uh, leaders, do you, have a favorite, do you have favorite employees? And they'll <laughs> say, well, no, you know, I, don't have, I don't play favorites. I want to go, of course you do. <laughs> I'm hoping your favorite employees are favorite because they produce. Sure. They do good work. And then I'll say, do you have employees you don't like as much as the others? And I'm hoping they're saying yes. (laughs) And I'm hoping it's because they don't produce. And then what I want to say is, so do you treat your favorite employees differently? And I hope the answer is yes. (laughs) Perhaps they get more perks. They're probably going to get a better review. That's supposed to happen. They may get more opportunities for promotion and training. 
Yes, for the person who's the star performer who's been working many, many, many hours, yeah, it's okay that they get to go home early. That's all right. In fact, I think that sends a message to the poor performers. Oh, yeah. Because, first off, this is interesting. You know, if the good performer is going to maybe get a better review, potentially a better raise, this stuff usually gets out. Mm. I think that's okay. <laughs> the poor performer hearing, wait a minute, you know, I didn't get as good a raise or as good as rating as so-and-so over there. Well, I wonder, hmm, well, I notice that I don't do as good work. I, I, I whine, I complain, I'm not in. That's how the system's supposed to work. I have no problem with favoritism with employees based on favoritism because they are better employees. I think it's perfectly okay to, for an employee to say, that person gets better treatment. No, everybody follows the same policies and same rules. This right. person is treated differently because they do better work as long as we can define it's the work. It's not that I like that person better or they play softball with me or they look <laughs> like me and I keep that stuff out of way. And by the way, that's sometimes a, a, a fine line that leaders have to straddle. So, I mean, does personality matter at all? Or I mean, because I, I would think maybe somebody needs a, a kick in the butt more yeah. often than someone else. I mean, is that stuff yeah. okay? But I think it matters if personality is related to performance. As Here's long as it's all tied back to Yeah, that. I mean, if, I, if, if you have a personality where you grumble and frown and and all this, that, that's, I'm, I'm such a personality I'm concerned with. It's your behavior at work. People right. find it tough to work with you because of your nonverbal behaviors, how your voice comes across. That's what I have an issue with. And by the way, as long as I've made the expectation that we expect around here that you don't grumble, you don't frown, you <laughs> smile occasionally, you will listen. There we go back to expectations again. Right. Now, we are getting a little low on time, but mm -hmm. overall, I guess, if you're, you're speaking to all these individuals, and you are, I mean, you have people who are in leadership positions, management positions who are listening taking your you know, sort of advice and opinion and you know, all the experience you bring with it, what's just your best piece of advice you can give to managers and employers especially when you're talking about managing and responding to that poor performance that we've been talking about? Listening, asking questions and listening. I'll go back to those the issues that I brought up earlier about is it expectations, is it training, is it feedback? You don't find that out unless you listen and you try to figure out what's going on. I think a good leader is a good leader plays the role of a counselor. What do counselors do? They listen. Mm. Before they act, they make sure that they understand exactly what's going on with the, the, perform, with the, the, the person and their performance. So to me, it's listening. Well, with that, I think it's a good spot to wrap things up here on this episode of Nobody's Perfect. Uh, I definitely believe our listeners who are in those positions of management, uh, they can draw plenty from the conversation we've had today in, in terms of responding, managing to that idea of poor performance. Again, our expert guest has been Steve Kessel, training specialist for MRA. Steve, how can people get in contact with you or MRA in general if they are interested in learning more? MRA, uh, we are located in Waukesha, Wisconsin, and our website is www.mranet.org, and you can certainly learn more about the services we provide, including the stuff I've talked about today. And obviously, that's usually the quickest way for people to find that information. Yeah. Or if you if you can't remember, you, know, you can type in Steve's name or MRA into yeah. a, a search. Yeah, and I'm on LinkedIn. And, you know, yeah. So, yeah, plenty of ways to connect. Absolutely. Well, well, thanks again for coming. We definitely hey, appreciate your perspective. Yeah. Uh, of course, we want to thank you, the listeners, as well. If you uh, if you think of it, email us at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. If you do have any comments or suggestions for any of our shows here on localjobnetwork.com radio. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Remember, nobody's perfect, so please watch your step. <laughs>